Let's pray. Let's ask God to reveal to us his mind through his word about his church. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that I have this morning to lead, to teach this service. Lord, I take that as something very serious and something from you. But Lord, I take it with great joy because this is your church. These are your people. Lord, thank you for the privilege of of shepherding them and stewarding your grace to them this morning. That's such a great privilege, Lord. I I just want to say thanks. And Lord, enable me to speak your words to them in a compelling fashion. Lord, that they would encounter you this morning through your revealed word about your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Why are we taking one whole Sunday to receive new members and to talk about the church? Because point one in your notes, the church is God's chosen means for carrying out his purposes until he returns. He has ordained no other organization and no other structure for his purpose. Look in your notes there, Matthew 16, 18. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus himself says these words. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, right before he departs this earth and he ascends into the heavens He gives us his purpose. He says, go. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 18, verse 19. Here it is. Here's God's purpose. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Look at me. You cannot disciple people. You cannot teach people everything that Jesus commanded apart from the church. You cannot do it. God's purpose is to baptize, teach, disciple people. And only through the church can you do that. Does God have your attention? I hope he does. Church isn't optional. It's not some club It is the only organization, the only group through which God's purposes for you can be accomplished. And look at point two in your notes. God's specific purposes for his people. Please read you and me. God's specific purposes for his people are accomplished as individuals join themselves to and participate in the local church. God's specific purposes for his people are accomplished as individuals join themselves to and participate in the local church. Folks, that's church membership. That's church membership. God's purpose for you and for me, for us, cannot be accomplished unless you join yourself to and meaningfully participate in, read membership, The local church. This local church. And so for that reason, we're going to celebrate New Members Sunday. And for that reason, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about why. Because nothing can be more important in your life. Nothing. Nothing. 
Nothing. You cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life. And you're going to hinder me from fulfilling my purpose in my life if you refuse to join yourself to. Listen, join yourself to and participate in the local church. Now, how, what that looks like is going to be different from all of us. We're not all called to preach on Sunday morning. doesn't make me any better than you than, or worse. That's just what I'm called to do. We're not all called to play musical instruments. We're not all gifted that way. But we're all called to join ourselves to and participate in, meaningfully, a local church. That's God's will, folks. That's God's will. Now, you're going to say to me, show me, Al. Prove to me that this is the case. All right? I accept that challenge. Underneath point two, let us take a look at the biblical reasons for which God says that to fulfill his purposes, you and I must join ourselves to and participate in the local church. Number one, because membership, that's what we're defining, join to, participate in. Join to, participate in. Join to, participate in equals membership. Number one, in your notes, there's no number there, but it's just listed there. Church membership is biblical. That's why God's purposes can only be fulfilled as we join ourselves to and participate in the local church, i.e. become members, because church membership is biblical. It is biblical. Why is it biblical? First, it was the clear practice of the early church. See the passage there in your notes, Acts 2.47, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Notice, converts were added to a specific group of fellow believers because a convert can only become a disciple if he's added to a church. Lone ranger Christians are dead Christians. They will not make it. Lone ranger Christians are dead ranger Christians. You will not make it. Listen, not only will you not make it, but I'm not going to make it the way God intends for it to be done because I need you and you need me. There are no lone rangers. There's just dead rangers. Let's, let's not do that. Let's see God's purposes fulfilled, shall we? Because it's biblical. It's the practice of the early church. Why is it biblical? Continuing to read further down there. It's biblical because it's the necessary condition for pastoral care. Okay, what we're talking about here is that God's purposes in your life can only be uh, fulfilled and God's purposes in our lives can only be fulfilled when we're joined to and participate in the church, which is membership. And we're under the kind of the first point of that is because church membership is biblical. Why is it biblical? Because it was the practice of the early church. Secondly, why is it biblical? Because it's the necessary condition for pastoral care. See, God cares for you. God does love you. And the way he expresses his love for you is to give you pastoral care. And the only way you can receive pastoral care is to be meaningfully joined to and participate in a local church. Acts 20, 28. Paul is speaking to a bunch of leaders of a church. And he says this, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his blood. Pastors, folks, are responsible to care for an identifiable group of people, and they will give account for those committed to their care. Next. 
Why is church membership biblical? Because next, it is this assumed context for church discipline. It is the assumed context for church discipline. My friends, if you care for a child, you discipline that child. The Bible says that if God cares for us, he will discipline us. So if we're without discipline, we're without the care of God. The context for God's discipline is the church. In Matthew 18 and in 1 Corinthians 5, you have two descriptions of situations in which believers are to confront other believers who are persisting in sinful ways of life. And this can only refer to a situation in which Christians are joined together in an identifiable membership that is committed to live a godly lifestyle distinct from the world. You need discipline. You need care. And the only way you can be cared for and disciplined is if you're part of an identifiable group of people. You are joined to and you are uh, participating in that group of people. The final reason why church membership is biblical is that this is a clear implication of biblical metaphors. Metaphors are simply word pictures. Clear indication of biblical metaphors describing the church. That's on the top of the back page of your notes there. The primary New Testament metaphors for the church are this. A body. So the church is described as a body in 1 Corinthians 12. It's described as a temple in Ephesians 2. It's described as a household in 1 Timothy 3. And it's described as a flock in the passage we just read, Acts 20. All of these have what? They have the key characteristic idea of separate individuals joined together into a single entity. Into a single entity. If you do not have a passion for being joined to and meaningfully participate in the church, I question your conversion. Now, you may have been injured in a previous church emotionally. That happens, unfortunately. You may have had a very bad experience. You may be afraid of being taken advantage of. There may be a ton of things you're working through. I'm cool with that. But in your heart, is there something resonating with what God is saying to you right now that says, I want to join to and participate in. Lord, help me. Sometimes the prayer is, Lord, give me the want to, want to. It's okay. You can pray that. Some of you may not be very passionate about the church right now. That's all right. But I'm just appealing to you. God's appealing to you that to be a true believer Biblically, God's people is to be part of something that's bigger than you, either a temple, a body, a flock, a household. You can't deny that. So there's no Lone Ranger Christians, okay? That's a misnomer. That's an American creation. does not exist. All right. We're still talking about God's specific purposes for his people are accomplished as individuals join themselves to and participate in local churches. But now we're going to move from the fact that church membership is biblical to the next one. Church membership is the context for us to give a clear testimony of Jesus. Do you see that there on the back page of your notes? Church membership is the context for us to give a clear testimony of Jesus. Remember that God's purpose for you 
is not to give a clear testimony of yourself, but to give a clear testimony of Jesus. Okay. And since we're to do that together, and we can't do that individually, then church membership is the primary context. And I don't, I'm not the one saying that. Jesus is the one saying that. John 17, 22 to 23. Jesus is speaking right before his crucifixion. He's praying. And he says this. The glory that you, he's speaking to the Father, have given me, I have given to them, he's speaking to us, all Christians through all the ages, that they may be one, even as we are one, I and them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world, now look, here's God's purpose, so that the world may know that you sent me, and loved me, and loved them, even as you loved me. This refers to Matthew 28, the Great Commission, and it assumes church membership because you must be joined to you must join yourself to and meaningfully participate in the church for the world to see that we are one how can they say we are one if you're out doing your thing and i'm doing my thing and we're not related we're not fellowshipping we're not meaningfully there's just you know it's just a joke we come and we all sit in separate seats and listen to a message and we can say oh great message but our lives aren't united That is not Christianity. That is American, make me feel good about myself, self-anity. And it's insanity. It's not Christianity. Okay? All right. That's why we're celebrating today. Because we've got eight adults and four children that are saying, I'm joining too. I'm going to be meaningfully participating in. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Heaven, I think, is rejoicing. We should rejoice. And we're gonna. We're gonna. Now, I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm gonna try to give you a picture of this from someone's life in our church. I've asked her the permission to share this testimony. She has given it to me, and it comes from our sister Cindy. Cindy Irisari. And I just wanna set this testimony up for you. What we're talking about is church membership is the context for us to give a clear testimony of Jesus which is definitely God's purpose on this earth for you, for me, for us together. And we, this, this testimony arose about a month ago, roughly, I don't know, three weeks ago, on a Friday morning. And what happened was that Cindy came to our church-wide prayer meeting. We have it every Friday at the church office. And she was about to go to work. She works at Miami-Dade College the day after they had, they had basically terminated 197 employees and cut $15 million from their budget. Front page news in the Herald. I mean, huge, huge deal. And Cindy works for Miami Day College in a job that probably should have been cut, maybe, if it weren't for God's favor. Although she's an, she wasn't cut because she's an excellent employee. But everyone was getting cut. Millions of dollars. Okay, So she comes... Friday morning saying, guys, would you pray for me? I'm, gonna, I'm going into work today. And I mean, folks, people have committed suicide over this kind of stuff in America in this recession. Read story of a guy in Tampa. Got cut from his job, went home, killed himself. And if not physical suicide, emotional suicide. Depression. This is serious stuff if you're told you no longer have a job when you go into work. And so we prayed for her. That evening, I think, or maybe the next day, Cindy wrote me an email, and I asked if I could share her email. So I'm now quoting from Cindy. And I want you to remember now, 
One body, connectedness. I can't represent alone. I need others. No Lone Ranger mentality. But I'm with a body of believers. So quoting from Cindy. I wanted to thank you for your prayers. The scripture from Psalm 139 prayed over me during our prayer time this morning. And I also want to thank you for the encouraging email on trust. By the way, several were emailing her. It just wasn't just me. Our Lord has used them as injections of hope. So much has transpired at work today. This morning, the Lord used each one of you in one way or another. And I sensed him pouring into me what he would then enable me to generously give away a few hours later. Soon after I arrived at work, Cindy continued, I went to visit the number two director in our division. She gave me an update of all the cuts that had taken place. We started our conversation in the hallway in front of her secretary, and I asked her if we could enter her office. We did. As she sat, I asked if I could pray for her. She granted me permission. I stood up, closed the door of her office, and when I turned around, this woman let out a loud, painful wail and burst out weeping. I hugged and cried with her. She went on to pour out her heart. She talked and cried. I listened and cried. Then the Lord enabled me to pour into her words of hope and faith. Our interaction was amazing for the glory of Jesus Christ. I went on to pray for her. And after that, the Lord then led me on to encourage four more co-workers. I'm skipping some other details. She, she concludes the email this way. I believe that it was also said during our prayer meeting Friday morning that as Esther, I, Cindy, had been sent here to her job for such a time as this. My time is not up yet. Please continue to pray for me that the Lord increase the gifts of humility, gentleness, wisdom, and boldness to do and speak as he would command me. See God's purposes? Fulfilled as a body of believers gather. Thank you for blessing me earlier. I am truly grateful to God for using each one of you whether in person or by email, thank you because of his amazing grace, Cindy Irisari. So we see that church membership is the context for us to, to, to bear, to give a clear testimony of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's good stuff. And folks, not only, not only are God's purposes fulfilled when we join ourselves to and participate in the local church, not only is that true because church membership is biblical, not only is that true because it provides the context for us to give a clear testimony, but friends, we need it. We need it. Notice that I started with others first, but you and I need it. And in your notes there, church membership, it's vital to our spiritual health and growth. It's vital. This is one of my favorite scriptures, Ephesians four fifteen to 16. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ from whom the whole body, there it is again, that joint, that picture of a people coming together as a body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part, when each part, joined to, participating in, membership, each part is doing, is working properly makes the body, the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. It's not just about you being built up in love. It's about us being built up in love. And then the world sees us and sees Jesus like they saw it in Cindy. Like they saw it in Cindy. Church membership identifies us with Christ and his people. And finally, 
Church membership enables us to glorify God. Look at that passage there in 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As, don't you, church membership is assumed in every verse of Scripture. You've got to be blind not to see it and committed to individualistic, selfish Christianity to not see it. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. People served us this morning at 7.45 in the morning. I went into McDonald's and Mario Sedano with his little son Noah. Noah's right back there. I think he's helping with, with something. And Mario, who knows where Mario is? There he is, right behind him. They, he pulls in behind me and he says, Hey, I'm getting some breakfast for my son because we're going in to serve the church. And they set up. And there's many more I could highlight. But that's what this is talking about. He's serving us, man. He's building the church. He's not, it's not about him. It's about God and us. And, and, and a corporate witness that can only be done when we join to and participate in meaningfully. In order that in everything, now look, here's the punchline. In order that in everything, 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 God may be glorified. That was Cindy's email. To the glory of Jesus Christ, I was equipped to go and represent you and God at my work because of what you guys prayed over me. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Folks, that leads us to the last point here in the message before we introduce the new members. All Christians have the privilege and responsibility to be a vital member of a specific local church. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, there in your notes. But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. 